Well, our moms think we're funny. Alright, hey everyone, I'm Akomi. Hey everybody, this is Turk182. Welcome to another Our Moms Think We're Funny. Yep, that's us. Mm-hmm. And today, we're going to do something a little bit different, something we've never really done before. Yeah. Alright, so uh, today what we're going to do is actually be funny. <laughs> Don't don't make promises you ass can't keep. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, today we are going to yeah, what what are we doing? By the way, I have no idea what we're doing this time. <laughs> I wanted to talk about foreign films because uh, we joke a lot about old boy. Um, you know, we've talked, we've spoken very highly of the Korean old boy. Yeah. And, uh, it's a phenomenal movie. We always tell people, you know, don't, don't waste your time listening to us talking about it. Just go watch the movie. It's great. Yeah, I agree with that. And, uh, and we've often made fun of the remake, the Spike Lee remake. And anybody who hears me, like, mockingly say, it's a reinterpretation. <laughs> it's because I'm making fun of Spike Lee, because when everybody was like, you know, this this movie has a rapidly loyal following, are, are, how faithful are you going to be to it? And then he would just say in the interviews, it's not a remake, it's a reinterpretation. Uh, well, and, okay, so... Uh, I am honor-bound by... Um, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. I am honor-bound... <laughs> Uh, because of my allegiance with, um, the black race <laughs> to defend Spike Lee and say, I don't like the fact that you are making fun of him, sir. He is a treasure <laughs> to us and is a great filmmaker. Like all filmmakers, he sometimes makes a mistake, but that is not always his fault. There is studio interference that can sometimes get in the way of a great filmmaker making a great movie. Okay. <laughs> There. <laughs> I did my part. Happy. There's apparently a director's cut of Spike Lee's Old Boy remake, and um, from what I've heard from the reviewers, it's like, there's just more time of fuck up, basically. <laughs> like, now instead of an hour and a half of watching it get fucked up, now you get to watch it for two hours getting fucked up. Uh, yeah, so, um, I've seen, well, first off, I'm just gonna say, Having seen Old Boy and being a fan of Old Boy, and uh, and I got to put this out there for you because I'm actually while I'm talking, I'm going to look it up here to show you. Mm-hmm. But um, having seen Old Boy and being a fan of it, when they told me they were going to make an American version of the film, my first thought was, why? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with the Korean version? Right. Right. What's wrong with the Korean version except for the fact that I guess what you don't want to read it because it's got Koreans in it. Um you don't want to you don't want to like watch it because you have to do some reading. Like what is it about this that you like, oh no 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 we need to make an American version of it to make it better or to bring in an American audience. Right. And that just instantly just shot my temperature up to like a million degrees. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the, come on, there's nothing wrong with this movie because that's unfortunate what we see a lot um is that they'll make a movie I've seen this happen. Where there'll be a movie that's really popular and uh, like overseas yeah. that won't really do shit in America, and then they'll look at it and be like, "We're gonna remake that." The movie just came out last year. We're doing our American remake. 
You know, I'm like, wait, the movie's not that old. Like, yeah, it's still yeah. out there. It's that's a good movie, according to everybody else in the world. Just show it here. Yeah, and it's so just like give people a chance to even look at it. Right, look at it as it was originally intended. And and so you're like, okay, the um, like to be fair, old boy had like ten years <laughs> before he got remade. Okay, and and that's that's fine, but. Again, did it need to be remade? Not at all. No. I think it was a perfect film as it was. So that was the other thing is that when they're saying that they're going to remake this movie, I'm like, why? Like, what what about it needs to be remade? Mm -hmm. I mean, you tell me, what about this movie needs, like, that? why why can't we just show that one? Um, Like, well, not a lot of people know it. Well, you know, even less people are going to know it if you remake it. Like, it doesn't need to be done. So then I went to like the third thing about it that really pissed me off, which was as I looked at the film, I was like, um, I know the movie, I know this film, I know the plot, I know the ending, you know, uh, American audiences can't handle that. Right. They, they can't. Right. Um, and it's not going to go over well with American audiences and they're going to have to change that for an American audience. That's going to destroy the entire movie. You just don't need to remake it. Mm-hmm. And I, when I looked at that, I was like, okay, if those are your plans, I have no interest in this at all. I mean, first of all, I don't really have an interest in watching a remake of something um, anyway. Yeah. Now, there are movies I do feel that need to be remade. There are movies that I like because they're so old that it's hard for... I think it's hard to get a younger audience to watch it mm-hmm. because like, uh, like if you watch a movie... Um, from like the 80s. Yeah. And it's like, well, there's no cell phones back then. So anyone that's born within the past 20 years trying to watch a movie from like the 80s, 70s, 80s, it's like where there's no cell phones, there's no internet, and there's none of the stuff. It's like, well, they can't really understand that. It's like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Why would you just do that? But that, that didn't exist back then. You know, right, that right. You, you didn't have... Yeah, you didn't have like nine one one back then. You know, it's like these things didn't exist. It's kind of like us watching a movie from like the uh, from like the thirties, right, right, and being like, okay, well, like I I don't understand. How come they can't just do this? Or I mean, it's, we're not that stupid, like, right? I was yeah. about to say like I, I never had that issue watching Casablanca or something, but but I, I get think, I get your point, right? When you're watching it, you're like, okay, well, it's like you would think that well, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they be smart enough to know that they? This like this isn't real. This wouldn't happen. Like, well, remember back then, like things were simpler times, and you didn't have people that behaved in this manner like you do now. So mm-hmm. you had people that were much more trusting because the majority of people were, you know, were uh, truthful. Right, and you know, right. you had you know, you had things where people were like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't lock the doors in my house because we don't have people that are like fucking going on your property and stealing the packages off your porch, that kind of shit. You know, right. you didn't have that kind of stuff. Or so the times were much different. And when you watch a movie like they're like, I don't understand why would you even do something like that? Well, well, obviously because you know the it wasn't like it is now to where it's like, yeah, I don't trust anybody. I don't trust shit. You know, like, you know, stay away from me. That, that kind of stuff. So, right, right. So when you look at those, you look at them like, okay, um, like, yeah, I, I can see why that would need to be remade or I'd like for that to be remade. And the one that always pops in my mind is uh, Lethal Weapon, the first one. Mm-hmm. Because there's the scene in Lethal Weapon where Danny Glover's uh, character, Murtaugh, goes to use a cell phone. And he has this big ass brick like Zach Morse phone, <laughs> and he's carrying around a mini briefcase, which is the battery for it. Right. And he gets, he stops the car and gets out and, and pulls this thing out, and he's talking on the phone. 
if you watch show that to them person nowadays, they're gonna laugh at that. And and it's like it's like oh my god it's so stupid I'm like okay yeah but that's what they had at the time right. like get over it right and, yeah. and then and you know so and I guess well, so it see, just comes to like stupid ass you know, well, yeah yeah and that's the thing too. I'm not a fan of the idea of dumbing stuff down for people well it, not dumbing it up, but if we remade it like in a modern setting yeah yeah I mean there's there's certain situations where I could see modernizing it would make something interesting like like the Romeo and Juliet movie. Which I do love, you know. Yeah, I, I still want to watch it all the way through. That through, but oh, like, see, that's something. But it's like it's also word for word faithful to the original material. Like, it's for the most it, part. For the most part, yeah. It's like it, it doesn't strike me in any way as being disrespectful to Shakespeare's intent. Right, and I think that's a big thing. Is you know, looking at the creator's intent, and obviously the old boy remake is nowhere near faithful to the creator's intent in any capacity. But when you look at everything it had going against it, then you're like, why are you doing it? Yeah. And, and the other part of it is, is, and I don't like using this as an example, but nobody asked you to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody asked you to do this. And and when I say that, it's like, well, there's a lot of movies that nobody asked you to make. Like, that's true. And sometimes you have a really good movie that, that you know, technically nobody asked you to make. But in this case... Like there was no reason for that. Right. There was no reason to remake this movie. And right, it did not help it in any way. All it did was hurt it. Because now there are people whose sole association with Old Boy is that it's a shit movie. Right, because of that new one, and they're like, yeah, because of Josh Brolin jiggling his tits in the camera and the baseball bat thing. It's just it's all stupid. So you know, I think we can both agree that remaking that was. Not only completely unnecessary, but it just ruined the very concept of the franchise. Yeah, I would agree. So, and, and it's kind of hard to get somebody to go like, like, no, don't, don't pay attention to my the the original one mm-hmm. is X, and like, yeah, but like now it's kind of like been ruined for me. Like, I, I like the it, it, it's soured in my mouth. I don't, I don't care. I don't care about it. I'm like, right, oh, well, right. that's that's unfortunate. You're missing out on something. Yeah, yeah. So, got me thinking about other foreign films, and you know, you and I don't watch a ton of foreign films, I don't guess, but, you know, I, I know we're both big fans of, like, Run, Lola, Run. I am um, a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of Amelie. Um, of course, I love the Kurosawa films. So, you know, we have a few things, so I just kind of wanted, and of course, you know, we both like anime. Um, I don't think either of us are crazy about modern day anime, per se, but, you know, we both really like the older, like, vintage anime stuff. Right, and uh, that's actually another good example of of a foreign property or a foreign IP or something getting ruined by Americanizing it yep. was uh, Dragon Ball. Because <laughs> I I no, know you I know you don't like it, but I really like Dragon Ball Z. And like are, the, do you, are you really a Dragon Ball Z fan? Because I, I like, never I've never really heard you talk about it except for just to kind of like help like <laughs> like you know poke fun at me. But I've never really heard you say that you were a fan. Are you really a fan of Dragon Ball Z? I like... I, I, I can say I'm a fan of Dragon Ball, like the original series before they do like the Super Saiyan stuff. Okay. Especially the uh, first two seasons where it's like the very first hunt for the Dragon Balls, and then after that it's the Global Fighting Tournament. Those I really, really enjoyed. And um, yeah, that was back when it was a lot more cartoony, stuff like that. As far as Dragon Ball Z, I did like a couple of the story arcs. Um, but I've never just, like, watched through massive chunks of it the way I did Dragon Ball. Okay. But, uh, I can say that was a premise that went from being at least moderately entertaining to just being 
completely unwatchable bullshit when they brought in the live action movie. To the point where I think it's Let's Watch material. It's that bad. So, with that, and this I think is going to be like a theme that's going to run throughout like all the movies we're going to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to making a um, like a, an, an American remake of it, is you stripped away everything that makes the move that makes the original property right good. Right. So you take away like the um, you take away. The, the fantasy elements of it and you take away some of the other things and it's like well we want to take this person here and we're going to uh, not make them look as cartoony or right. as weird as they do in a show we're like yeah but that's a part of what the show is and like yeah, we're trying to appeal to a bigger audience here right yeah right. but at the cost of alienating your original audience yeah, yeah. Which we've talked about before it's like if you can't keep your core audience, those are people that are going to bring in everybody else. Mm-hmm. So if you can't keep them, then you really don't have any any purpose in doing this at all because right. everything else is is you know is just going to fall apart. That's something I really respect Jeff Smith for with Bone. Mm-hmm. He had sold the rights to the Bone movie to Nickelodeon way back in the day. Really? Yeah, Nickelodeon was going to do it, and like the whole thing was, oh yeah, we're going to be faithful to your work. We're going to make sure this is exactly what you want. And then they were like, but, you know, we think that the Bone character should be voiced by kids. Because, you know, they, they've got that cartoony look. And he's like, no, no. I, I know what the character's voices are supposed to sound like. I don't want that to happen. And they're like, no, no. They need to be voiced by kids. And also, we're kind of thinking the soundtrack would be good with, like, Aaron Carter or somebody like that. Or maybe a song from the Backstreet Boys. And he was like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'm pulling this back. Like, I'm not doing this. And that's why the movie never happened way back then. And we're only just now getting around to there being a Bone thing on Netflix. Because... Oh, yeah. Jeff Smith would rather lose the money from optioning the film out if it's not going to be exactly what he intended as the creator. So I have a question: is it is it wrong or is it just you know expected that someone would do a Netflix Netflix and chill to Bone? I think it's kind of required. Okay, I mean, Bone is not a sexual story. There's there's a little bit of sexual humor in there. But I think that there's a lot of allegory to it about, like, coming of age and sexual awakening. And uh, a lot of people probably wouldn't really focus on that element of it. And and Jeff Smith probably wouldn't even really say that that was his intent. That's just something that I kind of pick up on reading through it. I was just saying it just because of the name. Well, yeah. Like Netflix and chill to bone. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, uh, hell, the... The bone, the three bone cousins are all descendants of Big Johnson bone. So obviously, like, so there is some like sexual element to it here. Mm-hmm. There you go. But uh, but yeah, no, um, you know, I I think I think that we could pretty much just name any foreign film at all ever and say, well, yeah, Americanizing that would ruin it. But I kind of want to focus on how what like what are funny, stupid ways in which they would actually ruin it by making an American remake, you know. So that's kind of what I was thinking about as we were having this conversation. Cause well, okay. So I think that one that we've seen kind of like bandied about for a while is Akira. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where they, they keep going through all these things and they're like, okay, well, we want to take this and we want to make a live action version of it. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. I, lo- I mean, I like the anime. Love it. It's just fantastic. And I don't really think we need one. But for some reason, it, it's kind of cool to see it in a more of a a, a realistic, uh, you know, like live action like approach. So I, I could see that. If it were done right, then I would not hate a live action version of that. Right. 
But then what we start hearing is, okay, well, <laughs> we want to set the movie in like a post-apocalyptic New York. Okay. Like I, I, I've already checked out right there. Like, yep, yep. why does it need to be in New York? I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, we want to set it in a post-apocalyptic New York. Okay. All right now. So yeah, I'm already, I'm already like, like heading towards the door. And then like, we want to make like Tetsuo and, um, Kaneda. And Kaneda like we want to make them brothers okay and i'm like okay i'm done i'm done we want to make uh and this is actually one i heard we want to make canada the, the owner of a bar and he's gonna be played by keanu reeves and i'm like okay i was like <laughs> i have now locked the door to the building i left and i'm pouring gasoline around it you know it's like i'm like what and, it, and it's like and they wanted to make the characters in their 20s I'm like you've just destroyed everything yeah, about that. You strip down even the core elements. Now, I love Keanu Reeves. Uh, I'm right on board with all the memes and shit about him. I think Keanu Reeves is great. Yeah, I, But I, he's I, I, not Canada. No, he's not. He's not Canada. And I wouldn't cast Keanu Reeves as Canada any more than I would cast him as Margaret Thatcher. It's just not a role for him, no matter how good he is. Right. And, so. and, and you certainly can't, I mean, you don't take those characters and you make them older. Like, part of the reason that it's it's where it is uh, and why it's good, like, why the characters fit so well is because of who they are. Like, they are, I mean, it says without really saying, but, you know, they don't have a family. They mm-hmm. live in, you know, this they're like wards of the state pretty much, you know, yeah. and then they, they live in this school and they, Discipline. <laughs> I love that. Oh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, which, you know, for the longest time in my version, when I watched it was, he was always like, shut up, slap, <laughs> shut up, slap. Yeah. It was like, um, discipline is so much funnier, <laughs> but I mean, kid pukes blood. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> he's going to be walking outside and they're like, Hey, what happened to you guys last night? And he's all oh, the clowns. And he's like, <laughs> it's so awesome and he actually lives to the end too yeah uh, he's a great character um but uh so what would your completely ruined american akira look like well i think that's right there <laughs> you pretty much ruined everything about it um because so, because i've kind of got an idea of like that would just make me like fuck this movie and i'd walk out um so my completely ruined um like a, a American Akira, so okay. Like I said, all all that stuff right there is, is it's pretty bad. Yeah, all that sounds like completely stupid to me. But if I if I just went back to the to the, and that's the other thing too is like when we're talking about in this particular one, we're talking about remaking it. I'm talking about remaking the anime, mm-hmm. not or not doing a, not doing the comic books. Or the mangas, right? Because that's a whole different animal, right? And right, and right. that's that's like you know that's not a remake. We're making this movie here mm-hmm. based off of something else, right? right. Um, so if we're going back to that and we're saying, okay, we're going to remake this, I think the thing that would really change it for me that would be like, okay, I'm absolutely done, um, is if uh, if he took away them being a like. That because they're not really a street gang, mm-hmm. um, but if you took away took that part away and the fighting element of it, and like um, like you uh, still put it in like a 
more of like a like a like a Judge Dredd, like Mega City One kind of city there, mm-hmm. and then gave them parents, but then just put them in like a like an urban like a like the, like a project kind of like setting. Yeah, yeah. You know, to where it's like, oh, wait, these kids go out at night because they don't have anything left, and then and the the government's been experimenting on them to turn them in. Like, yeah, okay, you 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 you're, I'm I'm done. I'm, yeah, I'm all gone yeah. because you because you're trying to keep the like the fantasy elements of it all the the science and we're going to give these people powers and stuff but you've taken away everything that even makes the characters themselves mm-hmm. enjoyable and likable so i don't really give a shit about the other stuff i can watch a shitty ass super powered movie any day of the week you yeah know? yeah and and you brought up like that's exactly one thing i was going to say was them having families you can't do that no and i can i can totally see that being like an opening scene of him like going out to ride his cool bike with his friends and then like his parents stopping at the door and being like don't be gone long and like that that would that's like one thing that just like that opening scene alone would just make me be like you know what fuck this this isn't going to be good <laughs> so um and this is a really bad movie anyway but just as an example escape from the bronx mm-hmm. so we watched the bronx warrior and then we watched escape from the bronx the sequel to it <laughs> and in that we see that uh, the the hero, the guy that ran the one gang, has a mom and dad <laughs> that are living there in this almost like just regular like family situation in this like wasteland of the Bronx, and they have that posters of the kid up on the wall and stuff like that. Like none of that made any sense that you tacked this on the last minute. Like you stripped away everything about this guy, and that he was cool in the first one, but everything that made sense about him is now gone. Like. So he's a, he runs a street gang by day that he doesn't even run anymore. They're just completely disbanded between like this movie and the the first movie and now this one. And he's got a mom and dad. Like wait, wait none of that makes any sense. You right, like this, right. you've completely just torn this character apart to where now he's not tough. Not well, he wasn't tough in the first one, but like he doesn't have any semblance of being tough at all. And then you're like, okay, but well, we're gonna build this toughness back <laughs> yep. by killing his parents. And it's like, <laughs> but no, that even it was like. You you just ruined it. You know something I think would happen that would uh, that a, that an American film studio would do to ruin Akira. Outside making him American, they would. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They would set it in America. They'd make him American. But I think one thing they would do is they would end it by having Tetsuo cured and return back to normal. Right. Because the whole thing is that it ends where it's like, oh, shit's about to get even worse. And if you read the manga, like, cults start getting formed. People start worshipping Tetsuo. They start, rec- they start like, proclaiming that he's a god. All that stuff. Like, the, the movie is just the beginning of exactly how fucking bad it's about to get. Right. But and- you, you, would have, you would have, like, Tetsuo come back. Mm-hmm. And then like said, he would be he would be cured, and then it was like, "Come on, Tetsuo! Like we can now we can be a family again, or yep, something yeah. stupid like that." And, or it would be like, you know, you've always had family, you've had me. So yeah, so like they would do. Oh god, yeah, I can see them using love to to yeah. fight. Like when the when the when the uh, the you know he's he's like trying to. I, I, I'm just gonna say this part's always kind of confusing to me, like. How he's losing control of himself, but then he's like 
building his body or like yeah. filling in. It's like 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 well anyway. But like he to help fight that back. So you can fight it. You can fight it, man. You just gotta you just gotta know that people love you. It's like yeah. I love you. Like and then and there'd be that glimmer of humanity where like what's left of his face has this dawning recognition, and then it would attack him again. So he'd have to rig up a bomb onto his bike. Be like no. No, Kaneda, it's your bike. It's your most prized possession. Like, I'll do it. I'd give anything for Tetsuo. Yeah, God, no. And then he would drive his bike into him and it would inexplicably explode and he would somehow walk out of it completely unscathed because America. And then he'd be like, he's dead. My best friend is dead. And then Tetsuo would come out. No, no, no. (laughs) Then then, uh, Akira would come back. And when Akira came back, then he would be like, he would be like, oh, like, you know, your love is what saved this world. And, it's, and he would bring him back. Yes. And it's like, he's like, thank you. Thank you. And be like, thank you for showing me this world's worth saving. You know, and then. Yeah, that I think would legitimately just make me put my foot through the TV. And be like, man, fuck this shit. What the hell? I, w- I would buy two copies of that movie. And then I would glue them to the bottom of my shoes. So I just walk all over it everywhere I went. <laughs> yeah, now now we're getting into the shit that I'm talking about where it's like, there's stuff that would be so bad it'd be funny. And that, I think, is so bad it'd be funny. <laughs> what, me walking around the, on movie shoes? <laughs> well, also just the whole, like, no, you can fight it. We love you. That whole thing. It's like, come on. <laughs> Fuck off. It's like, come on, everyone, get together. Show him how much you love him. <laughs> And then, like, the, the generals in the back is like, it just might work. <laughs> it's like, we all have to show him that we love him. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, everybody, applaud for him! Applaud for him! It's like, damn it. That boy's got potential. <laughs> it's General LaRusso. <laughs> like, if anybody, if anybody can save this world, it's him. <laughs> um, um, how about Legend of the Overfiend? How bad would American Studio fuck that up? Well, one, they'd want to make it a PG because of the cartoon. <laughs> well, let's say they were doing a live-action remake. Okay, one thing, they'd want to make it PG. <laughs> and, you got it. And I'm already out. Like, nope. I want to see giant tentacle dicks. Yep. I want to see monsters. I want to see some tits. And you just took all that away from me. Yeah, I think that they would remove probably 90% of the sexual content. At which point you just have kind of a boring ass story about demons. And I think they removed that part too. They'd remove they'd, the demon, either, either that or turn it change it from demons to like a possession. Yeah, they'd make it like a multi-dimensional thing. Like I don't, I don't think they would have the beast men at all. They might, but if they did, they would completely ruin what they're all about. They would make it just like people with cat heads or some dumb shit. I'm uh, sorry, you, you made me think of um, Long Kiss Goodnight. When uh, Samuel Jackson is talking to her, he goes, uh, what, what, what's your daughter's name again? Uh, Cathead? She said, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so I, I think that... Uh, yeah, I, I think that they would not be comfortable with the whole, like, rapiness of it. What? Yeah. American Studios got like some some weird hiccups about things. 
You know, I guess that makes a lot of sense now because I know they were talking about making it for the longest time and it was supposed to be produced by Weinstein and then all of a sudden, <laughs> like, it's not being made anymore. But I, now I understand. It's like, that makes perfect sense. Have you heard the uh, the recording that somebody did to, to catch him in the act? That chick was wearing the wire? Yeah. He was like, yeah, co- just come into my hotel room for a minute. No, oh, you touched my breast. <laughs> yeah, uh... Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I would, I, that, well, again, we, I think we started this off saying like, um, that when it comes to anime, like there's really nothing that you can, it, and it's not really that hard to, to make into an, uh, take, make an anime into a live action movie mm-hmm. if you really want to, but it's like, they're always going to screw it up by taking away all the elements that make it great. Yeah. And well, what we were talking about just before we actually started the mic up was there's a spark to it. There's something to it that draws you there. And unless you know, not think, but know that you can capture that spark, you have no business going anywhere near that property. Right. And it's, uh, I'm trying to think of what it was that, um, that uh, came out that they changed something about it and I was like okay I can see why you changed that and uh, Ghost in the Shell <laughs> no uh, I mean I actually go, I, I like the Ghost in the Shell movie more than I like the live action more than I like the uh, the original but then there are so many different versions of Ghost in the Shell mm-hmm. that it's really kind of hard to be like well you know which one are you talking about I'm talking about the original one that I didn't really care for at all because it was so freaking heavy handed it's like, right. I get it, I get it, I get it, okay? Yes. How much of you can still be human and declare yourself human and blah, blah, blah? Like, <laughs> yeah, I get it, but I don't give a shit. I mean, I mean, it's, it's actually a really good premise. Like, okay, so if, if you're, if we live in a world where you can replace body parts um, and you can get all kinds of implants, at what point do you say that you're still human when you have so much of, your, of yourself has been replaced? Uh, and it's like, well... My brain, as long as my brain is still human, or the majority of my brain is still human, then I'm human. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's to me, it's a you know, it's just kind of a given. You would but think. I, I get it, but then in the end, when they're when the, the spider robot is shooting at her, and they're in the old um, old museum, yeah. and she's trying to get away, and it shoots up the evolutionary tree, and I'm like, okay, all right, yeah, they do. That's Come on, I, I got the plot a long time ago. And it was like, and now you're gonna beat me over the head with it? Like, okay, I'm done. Like, I'm like, geez, I'm not stupid. Uh, oh man. So that, so I like the new one more than I like the old one. Um, and the whole like, eh, it's uh, and I get why people were upset in a sense, but I never remember hearing anything where um. Where like the Chinese people were upset about it. I mean, it, I I never really heard anything about that. It was just American people being upset about it. Right. But if you watch anime at all, the one thing you see is like, man, a lot of these people they look pretty American. I yeah. mean, it's just how they're drawn. So, eh, yeah, like I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever. I mean, you can you can be outraged about anything. It's not it's not like that. Uh, that Gods of Egypt movie right. where, you know, <laughs> where you had like the Gods of Egypt being played by uh, Gerard Butler. And there's like no it, nobody of Middle Eastern descent at all in the whole movie. Like, OK, yeah. I mean, did you did you hear about Night at the Museum? 
No, what about Somebody him? was bitching because Rami Malek played the pharaoh, and they were like, why'd you get a white guy to play the pharaoh? And they were like, Rami Malek's Egyptian! <laughs> you didn't hear about that? <laughs> Wait, and Rami Malek's Egyptian? Apparently. That's what they were saying online. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but... No, no. <laughs> if I were Egyptian, I think I would remember. <laughs> I have a problem, Michael. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. We'll never be able to meet him or interact with him at all. And he's going to be in the next James Bond. He's like the villain in the next James Bond movie. <laughs> well, and you know I love James Bond, right? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that's it. That's all I've ever seen as. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but... <sighs> But yeah, it's it's kind of like kind of like that. Um, yeah, like you you're gonna take these things and you're really just gonna like destroy them. In in, in a sense, I kind of look at these not exactly the same, but in a sense, I look up in the same way. It was when they want to make a sequel to a movie that doesn't need a sequel. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's because you you remake a movie that doesn't need to be remade. Like two towers, am I right? Right. I mean, like okay. <laughs> Like, what's next? Three towers? Like, I mean, no. <laughs> like, the, 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 it was fine the way it was. We had the two towers and then we moved on. You know? But no, now we got to make it. It was like, well, re- return to the two towers? No. The the king goes to the two towers? No. Uh, return to the king? We, we, dude, we, we don't need the movie. Okay, fine. Make, go make the movie. Go make the movie. Fine. Whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah, made a lot of money. Whatever. It's still stupid. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to get the... Get these zombie ghosts to come fight with me because we don't have an army big enough. Okay, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Zombie ghosts, yeah, just that's a nice little Deus Ex Machina there to to make everything <laughs> all better with. Um, and it's like, yeah, well, we don't have enough people. I'll go get some zombie ghosts. And they'll fight for us. <laughs> and, oh, okay. But um, yeah. And, and I'm being an ass because that that, that movie is actually pretty cool. And, I love you know, I love Return of the King. I love the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy. Super good. But, um, so you mentioned like Run, Lola, Run. Yeah, I was going to ask about that one next. So, and I like Run, Lola, Run. I think it's a, I think it's a pretty awesome movie. Yeah. Um, and what I think they would do to, to destroy it would be they would, so every time she has to redo the, the thing, um, you know, they tell the story, but then they tell certain parts of it in a different way. Like, you know, it's, it's sped up where they do like the an- the animated um, scene and stuff like that. And I think they would remove some of that and just try to make it a straightforward, like, oh, we, you know, we don't want to just all of a sudden switch to animation because that's mm-hmm. too confusing. And that's one thing I, I don't like is how, in my eyes, like movie studios try to dumb down the American audience. Be yeah, like, you know, yeah. we can't do this because Americans are so stupid. <laughs> they won't understand that. And it's like, well... They they may not understand, or a lot of people may not understand because they're not used to seeing movies done this fashion. But right, right. if you would allow more diversity in, in in filmmaking and storytelling, then it wouldn't be that hard for people. But if you want to keep boxing them in, saying that no 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 American audiences they don't like that kind of stuff. Well, how do you know if you've never shown them to them? You know, right, right. Uh, so I think they would remove those parts of it, and then I, I think they'd do way worse than that. And then I think that they would. They would give it. They would give it a super happy ending, you know. Where <laughs> yeah. well, one like Lola herself is not a likable character. Neither her nor her boyfriend are really likable people. You like her in the sense that she's trying to save his life, but mm-hmm. they're both pretty shitty kind of people. I mean, and not shitty in the sense where she's like horrible, but she's not. Um, like you know, when her, when she goes to her dad, and she's like, "Come on, really." 
Like, you know, more money again. Like, no, I've, I've been bailing you out. Like, what are you doing with your life? You're like, you've got nothing. Right, right. You know, so they would end up turning her into someone that is strong, but now she needs help because, like, whatever's going on is outside of her control. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. She still needs to be a very unlikable, not unlikable, she still needs to be a character that has no direction. Yeah, a, a flawed character. Right, and, and not going anywhere at the moment. And even after all this is done, we still don't really have any good like belief that she's going to change her life. Right. Sure, she saved him this one time, but we don't know for a fact that anything about her life is really going to change. Mm-hmm. I mean... And it, it could all just start over again after the credits roll. Right. Um. See, what I think they would do, I think they would ruin it far worse than that, because I think they would take away the whole thrust of the movie of redoing things. And they would just make it one single linear chase. Oh, God, see, if you did that, then it was just, there's, there's no movie. Exactly, right? And I could easily see an American studio doing that. I could see some suit chewing on a cigar saying, Why are they showing the same thing three times? That's stupid. Just show it once. Yeah, I was like, well, we're, we're showing her different, like, there are different choices. Yeah, but, I mean, when she goes to do something, we've seen the choice she made, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you get her to a corner, she's going to go left or right, she goes left, well, then, hell, we know it. It's like, you know, we want to do what, what, she, what would happen if she went right. Who gives a shit? Yep, the story yep. says she goes left, she goes left. I mean, like, okay. And I think all the, like, the build-up stuff, because there's a lot of scenes where it's just her running. A lot of shots, I should say, of just her running. You've got, like, that lo-fi EDM playing, and it's just her running. The camera's way far back, and you just see her covering ground like crazy. And they would take shots like that out. And you kind of need that of, like... You know, she's covering distance. It's really conveying exactly how determined she is to get from point A to point B. And or, and not only that, but just how, you know, like like what a struggle is. Like, she's got to go on foot. Mm-hmm. She's got to run, like, a great distance. She's got to get to this place and this place and this place and then get yep. back there. I mean, it's not an easy task. Right, right. It, it's almost an impossible task. Yeah, yeah. And so I, so I think they would take away all of the redo attempts they would take away, like, the sense of scale, and I think they would choose, like, I think they would still have her approach multiple people. Like, she would go to her dad, she would go to whoever else, she would go to the casino, all that, but they would just give her more time to do all that, so that it's not like, oh, I can only go to one person here. Um, And then they would just choose really dumb moments to focus on, I think, that don't serve the story at all. Like, the kid with his dog that, like, trips her on the stairs during the animated sequence. Right. They're going to just change that around to, like, some fat, greasy dude being sexist. And he's going to make some lewd comment about her body. And they're going to use that to, like, commentate on how terrible men are. Mm. I mean, I just, I, I could see that. But, like, he would be, like, like, try to, like standing her way on the staircase. Like, hey. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. baby, where you going in such a hurry? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. You seem upset. I am an Italian, so. <laughs> like, hey, why don't you sit and talk to me for a little bit, huh? Maybe I can help you out. You help me. As- yeah, I can see like, something like that. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. this is unnecessary. Yeah, and just like it, it totally removes the sense of urgency and everything. So, yeah, I think they would just completely bumfuck a movie like Run Lola Run. Yeah, I can see that. And, you know, I think an- another part of it is that when you have to look at some of these movies like that that are really popular like overseas mm-hmm. and and the thing is all this is is all i mean and this is gonna sound really stupid when i say it but like all of this is motivated by money you're like well of course it's motivated by money but i'm like but you're what you're saying is that this is more important like 
I'm not trying to make a good movie or a valuable product that's also going to bring in money. What I want to do is I want to, uh, to make, this is really popular over there. I think it can be just popular over here. And I don't really care about anything else except for let me make it so I can make a lot of money off of it. Right, right. Which, uh, like, that's great. But are you producing a valuable product? You're just like, oh, yes, this is really popular there. I want it to be popular here in mm-hmm. the story. So, anyway, and I'm still going all that to say that what we get is that you sometimes have a, a movie that does well in a foreign market and, and it does well as a foreign film. Because the the way that the movie is, um, like, the setting that it takes place in, like, all of that adds to what makes the movie work. Right, right. And you have to understand that setting and all of that. And the first thing you're going to want to do is pull it out of that setting and putting it into a setting that's more familiar for an American audience. And then you're also going to end up changing the, um, you're going to end up changing the, um, like the the uh, feel and aesthetic of the film, mm-hmm. and then that loses everything that makes it great. Like um, I'm trying to think of like a really good one um, that uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a really good one where um, uh, oh so let, let's say let's say the the ring right yeah, not, not the yeah. ring um the, the grudge the grudge, the grudge. Yeah. well and I have seen the grudge so you know bear with me here as I'm going through this but. The Grudge is, is a story. Is really good. The Grudge is a story about a um, about a uh, a vengeful spirit, mm-hmm. um, and so this vengeful spirit. Uh, but it's a Japanese like a uh, like a horror story or folk tale. Mm-hmm. So when you take that and you go, okay, I'm going to set it, let's say in America. Well, then you've lost a lot of what makes this this tale work because mm-hmm. it's based upon like Japanese lore. Right. And you're taking right. it out of its element and trying to put it into another box that it doesn't fit. And, and so right now you've lost everything about it because you're saying, okay, well, the Japanese lore is like this and it works because of, you know, whatever their 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 situation is but now you're putting in a whole new like environment that doesn't work right and so i don't have the same connection to it that yeah. i did before yeah and and sometimes you're like if you're going to remake it one thing again you it doesn't need to be done but if you're going to remake it then you have to keep these particular elements the same you can't change them right right but then you say okay if i'm going to keep this in japan or in china or whatever it is then it means i'm also like I'm gonna make some bring some Americans in there. I'm like, well, no. Then you're also losing it because they don't have any connection to this. They don't know it. So you gotta bring someone else in to be able to explain to them right. why this is a big deal. You right, know, right. and and it's like, and now it's, you're already trying to unravel everything that makes it great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I I think when it comes to some of this stuff, like that's what you're gonna see a lot of is that we're either gonna take it out of its element that it kind of really just rips it. It's like ripping the heart out of it. Yeah. Or we're going to try to add in pieces in there to make everyone else understand it, which again is kind of ripping the heart out of it because now I'm going to, I'm trying to explain so much. Um, I'll give you an example in a sense is uh, before I saw Suicide Squad, I remember reading a review of it and they were like, the character of Rick Flagg um, is really unnecessary in Suicide Squad because all he does is just give exposition and tell you stuff that you already know. Hmm. 
And if you ever watch, if you watch the movie again, just watch it. That's all he does. Yeah. Oh, that's he just, totally true. Yeah. yeah I, he just tells you the shit that you just saw and just kind of like, like spoon feeds it to you. Like, wait, I don't need that. And that's what you would have. You would have a Japanese person or a, whatever the, the movie is, Italian mm-hmm. person or Chinese, whatever <laughs> it is. But you would have them in there explaining like, oh, well, that's because over here things are done like this. And, oh, that's because, of the, and then they're not even a real character there. They're just there to tell the audience, yep. you know, the, to give them like a background of what's going on here. I'm like, yeah, just an exposition machine. Right. And, and you're boring me here. Yeah. And, you know, changing the setting itself. I mean, like there's a charm to the place that these types of movies take place in. And a good example, and I know you haven't seen it, but Amelie, um, like it takes place in like a small town in France. And that like so much of the charm and so much of the heart of the story is that it's there. And there's a very big difference between small town in France Versus small town in America. Right. And, like, yeah, small towns in America have their charm too, but not in the same way as what Amelie has. Like, they're two totally different things, and it just, it ruins it to pull it out of the... And, oh, oh man, Amelie is one that, like, it wouldn't even be recognizable as the same story if they remade. It would just, like, they would hire some some goofy comedian chick... Probably whoever was, like, the, the leader chick in the female Ghostbusters. Whoever, Kristen Wiig? I think, yeah, yeah. I like Kristen Wiig. I like her, too. But I know what you're saying, though. But, but she wouldn't, like her. she's not Amelie. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, yeah, I like her, but she would not fit that role. But they would cast, like, probably her. And it would just, uh, it would just be so over the top. They wouldn't, like, I think they'd catch a lot of the main beats because it's all about this girl who... Who, like, interferes in people's lives and she thinks she's helping, but she's really just overcomplicating things and making their lives worse, ultimately. Right. So, like, that is something that you can kind of, you know, Americanize. I could kind of see that. But I think they would be missing the main point and the main lesson that she's supposed to be learning. And instead, they would just try to make it some dumb thing like, oh, my, uh, what's really important is, is being with my friends all along. I can see that. American movies preach too fucking much. I guess that's the whole thing. <laughs> I, I definitely understand that. That's, that's just like the whole thing is they feel like... And, you know, there's nothing wrong with a movie having a message. I don't, you know, I'm totally fine with that. Disney movies do it all the time to, to decent effect. But Doug DeNaple always says whenever he's giving lectures on, like, writing comics and stuff, he always says, never let them catch you preaching. And that's something I always try to remember with my own writing is, you know, it's fine to have a message, but don't let people know that you're, like, giving them a message. Don't make it so that you're, like, cramming it down their throats. Right. Right. It should be it should be very, very subtle and should flow as part of a natural um, change in the whatever the story is or a, uh, uh, like a natural part of the conversation mm-hmm. as opposed to let me steer this in this direction here. So you can really understand like the whole point of this was to say, let people be people like, you know, right. Right. Like, like genies shouldn't be held captive, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's, it's one thing to have something like the boy with striped pajamas where there's no point where any character says to another character, you know, political extremism is really not healthy. It's all done through watching this this Nazi lose his son to the death camps because of his own nearsightedness. You, they don't have to spell that out for you. You just see that. And, like, 
it's very clear what lesson he learned without them actually preaching it. You know, we don't we don't need an explanation as to why Nazis are evil. We fucking know that at this point. <laughs> right. It's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You're telling me he's the bad guy? Slow down here. I mean, like, we don't need that. So but, but, just... but he's sending everybody to camp, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm lost here. <laughs> maybe maybe if you were to put, like, a Rick flag in the... To, to tell me what's going on, maybe I would understand. Okay, now now I get Now I get it. Now, okay, yeah, good. Thank you, Rick Flag. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a huge difference between that versus, like, oh, well... You know, you think you're smarter than women, but I'll have you know that women can do just as much as men can do. It's like, well, we don't, we didn't need anybody to to say that. But you right. know, thanks for slowing down the entire scene for this completely unnatural flow of dialogue. I just, I hate that shit. Yeah. Plus, I mean, yes. While you can pee standing up, I don't get pee on my <laughs> shoes when I do it. I'm just saying. So yes, you can do what we can do. Is I don't, I don't disagree, but. You know, I walk away and I just go, you know, step, step, step. You walk away, you go, squeak, 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 squeak. So, I mean, there's a bit of a difference there. Uh, but, you know, I was going to say, and I haven't seen the remake. I've only seen the original and I think the original is really good. I, it's one of those things where I should have bought it um, like a long time ago and I haven't done it. And I maybe, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's out there. I just have to look it up and, and say, like, I'm going to buy it. But um, let the right one in. Oh, Yeah. They made they remade that movie. I think it was almost a, I think it was like a year after they made the first one. It, it, it was like a really short time yeah. period, and they remade it. The and, remake is really not bad. Oh, that's that's one that I didn't actually hate. But you know the thing is, and I think this kind of goes to even something as small as this is the the title of it. Mm-hmm. The first one is "Let the Right One In." Yep. Perfect title for a movie. And I'm going to do a little bit of a spoiler for this movie just because I, I kind of feel it's necessary. Um, is, you know, let the right one in. It's the, the whole thing, the boy, and he meets the, he meets the, um, the, well, I'm just going to, yeah, you should already know, but he meets the vampire. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then they talk and there's all this stuff going on. And, and it's, it's all about, you know, who do you let into your life? And who's going to care for you? Who's going to take care of you? And who the person that you let into your life, are they the right person for you? Right, right. And the title says it all. It's like, let the right one in. And, you know, with, I said I was going to spoil it. I'm, I'm trying very hard not to, not to spoil anything, <laughs> but, but, you know, obviously, like I said, the, 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 the boy meets a vampire and he, he lets the vampire into his life, and also the vampire lets the boy in in into their lives. Mm-hmm. And the part of that thing is that, uh, like when you say we we'll let the right one in, we're not just talking about the boy; we're actually more talking about the vampire. Right, right. Um, and so, but when you change the title to "Let Me In," Let me in yeah. that's much more forceful. That's much more direct. As opposed to saying, you know, well... Um, it also the, has an air of menace to it. Right, because exactly. Because it could be, like, a, a decent implore, but it could also just be, let me the fuck in. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's, say, it's saying, let me in. It's, it's very demanding. Right. And I don't... And it shouldn't be demanding. It should be... Like I said, it should be this thing of, like, hey, this is a... This is more of a, of a, a caution to be like, hey, whatever you do... 
You know, it's like, make sure you let this, you're letting the right person in as opposed to now, it's not even like you giving a, uh, like a word of caution to someone, mm-hmm. right? It's now the opposite way where someone is saying, let me in. Right. And right. even if it, even, even though they could be saying it in a very, in a very like sweet way, it was like, Hey, why won't you let me in? Like, you know, whatever you're going through, I can help, but you have to let me in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like that as, right. as opposed to let the right one in really does convey that message. Right. And right. even something as small as that, though, that goes to the whole thing of what we're talking about when you're doing a movie like that is that, you know, the smallest change can have the biggest effect on a movie mm-hmm. and make you lose everything about it that made this other one great. But then it goes back to the whole bottom line. The thing that just that is the foundation of everything we're saying, which is that in the end, these movies don't need to be remade. Yeah, like it was never necessary to begin with. Like I said, I didn't hate Let Me In. I thought it was okay. But yeah, it, like it just comes back around to there's nothing wrong with Let the Right One In. Mm-hmm. It's a totally fine movie, conveyed everything it needed to convey. Your, your whole problem is that you're too goddamn lazy to read. And, like, that's a sad, sad, sucky reason for a perfectly fine movie to get remade. So, um, one of the, one of the movies that I really like, uh, and it's, it's, um, it's a, it's an action movie, uh, but that's not all, that's not all, it's not just an action movie, but it's an action movie, and, but it's also a spy, like, espionage thriller and stuff, but it's um, uh, was it Le Pac de Wolf, uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf? Mm-hmm. It's a French movie. Uh, it's got Mark Dacascos in it and a really awesome role. Um, this guy, he was I forget what what his thing was, but he was in he's uh like a French soldier or, or something. Anyway, he was over in America, did some stuff in America, um, ended up becoming friends with uh this Indian tribe and becomes blood brothers with this guy. And so when he goes back to France, this guy goes with him. Right, right. And they've got some of the... It's got such beautiful cinematography. It's all in subtitles. And I actually own two different versions of it. And you can watch it dubbed, but I refuse to watch it dubbed. Well, yeah. Because, I mean, and it's so awesome. Uh, I went to the theater to see it, and I kid you not, man... And I, I know it sounds like I'm shitting on like American American audience, but I went to the theater to see this movie, and I'm waiting. Um, and like the, the the movie lets out, and the ushers go in there, they clean the movie up, uh, and they're like, "Yeah, it was like you know, because there wasn't a lot of people in there, so like, yeah, you guys can come on in." And there was a bottle of Heineken, an empty Heineken bottle, <laughs> on the floor in the movie theater. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, first off, you snuck a beer into the movie theater. Second, you snuck a beer into the movie theater of a movie with fucking subtitles? Yeah. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. I'm like, could you be any more of a piece of shit? I could have sworn this morning after I took a dump, I flushed your ass. <laughs> but apparently, I must have forgotten and you grew legs and you somehow got an ID and you <laughs> bought a beer and went to the movie. And I'm like, like what? I was, I was like, that just floored me. Like, ugh. You just snuck one in there, and you snuck a beer in, and it could have been more than one. I just remember seeing one bottle. But to watch a movie with subtitles, like, uh, it's just like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm done here. 
And I don't think that movie really has a chance of being remade. I don't think anyone would want to, that would want to, but I don't think that it has the kind of appeal to be remade. I, I mm-hmm. really do like the movie quite a bit. It's kind of awesome. Um, but that kind of goes to like the whole thing. It was like, you were saying that they don't want to read. It's like, yeah, it's like they don't want to read. I, I just envisioned in my head that here's a guy that was probably forced to go there with someone else, not necessarily his girlfriend or whatever, but he's forced to go there with somebody else. And he was like, fuck this. I don't want to watch this subtitled movie. And then decide I'm just going to drink a beer and just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just make it the best I can as opposed to like, hey, why don't you just do a little bit of reading, huh? Is yeah, that so hard? Yeah. But it's yeah. I mean, dubbing. I can see like I've seen some movies where dubbing is fine. Like Steam Boy, I actually liked the English dub of that. Okay. Um, and you know, I, I watched. I watched it both ways. I also watched it with subtitles, and I, I really did not mind the dubs at all. But uh, Old Boy, I've seen it subtitled and dubbed, and there's just so much power and emotion in the acting to the guy who plays Odaisu, and I cannot remember the actor's name, which I feel bad about, but... I mean, he is such an incredible actor, and he pours so much raw emotion into his scenes. And, like, especially the opening scene where he's, like, trying to, like, claw his way out from the the door at the foot. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, and he just, he goes from this range of, like, threatening the guy and saying, you know, when I get out of here, I'm going to kill you. And then he's, like, pleading with him and saying, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Please just, just at least tell me why I'm in here. And, you know, you've got that. But then you've also got, like, the closing scene when everything is revealed and just, just him begging and pleading and just, and just imploring and to going to the point of cutting his own tongue out and all that. And you do not get that level of emotion with dubs. No. You just don't. There is no voice actor good enough to be able to match what he was doing as a physical actor. And that's and part of it is because when you're dubbing it, you have to change around so much of the dialogue to try to fit in that in that space mm-hmm. uh, of you know when their mouths are moving and all that kind of stuff. Yep. That yep. you 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 have to lose a lot of that emotion because they're like, okay, well, this is what he says, but you know, in a foreign language, like we we had made fun of it early on another podcast mm-hmm. where they they say something and like they can say a like two sentences maybe in their language that would um, take us like maybe five sentences to say. Right. Right. So, so they can say it in a shorter amount of time. Then it's like we have to find like we have to take those five sentences or you know what we would say and like change it around enough to fit in that little that mouth movement. And it's also like in the opposite, which we kind of make, I make reference to, which is if what they say um, when they're speaking, it takes longer to speak than what, how we would say it. That's why you always get things like, oh, uh, huh. You know, at the end of the right. day, always, always in like a Chinese, like our Japanese, like dub movie, they go to, hey, or, yeah, huh, yeah. or they're starting to go, huh. It's like, because they've got to fill in that, that space there. Right. And it's clearing their throats and all that shit. Right. And, but you don't have to worry about that if you just have subtitles. Mm-hmm. And then you can really feel it because and for me, and this isn't isn't everybody, but for me, after a while, I don't I don't hear the uh the voice anymore. Like I don't hear the the them speaking in like a foreign language. Right. I hear them speaking in whatever language I'm reading. Like Right, right. 
So yeah, it's it's worth that little bit of extra effort because and like I'll I'll always go back to Old Boy as the example of that. It's just like just watch the opening scene, both subbed and dubbed, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And like that's that's why I will never go for dubs again if I can help it. And you know we were we wanted to really mention specific uh, movies. But I think in the end, it comes down to the same thing. Like, it doesn't really matter what the movie is. It's going to break down to, to this. Like, these are the things that are going to, going to, like, out of, like, all of them, they're going to try to make these changes. Like, here, here are these, like, these five things would have ruined it. They're going to try to do at least three of them. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't really matter if we, well, I mean, we could actually go through and be, and say specific, like we did with Akira, but like, I think they would try, try to change this plot point mm-hmm. and that would just really tear it apart. But ultimately in the end, they would do these different things here that would like tear the heart and soul out of a movie, which is again, completely unnecessary to do yep. Yep. when you could just watch the originals out there. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of a slap in the face Yeah, to the original film. And I think it's not just the, the film, it's the filmmakers too, and the actors and everything else be like, mm-hmm. you're not good enough for our audience. Right, right. Like, yeah, you, you made a good movie. It was good enough for me to say that I want to show it to, you know, to my American audience. Mm-hmm. I just don't want you involved. Right, right. You're not good enough to be involved. But like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to be really generous here because you're not good enough to kiss my ass, but I'm going to tell you to do it anyway. <laughs> yep. Yes. Well, that was a depressing episode of uh, Mom's Super Funny. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I thought we would be able to make fun of, of how bad American filmmakers can be, but apparently not. <laughs> but I think, though, to ultimately, I would say that, hey, just, tr- just try it's expand your mind some and just try watching a movie you know the way the way it was originally made yeah and and if you haven't watched foreign films before give them a chance yeah because they they approach it in a very different way than american filmmakers do and i'm gonna say one other thing too about that which is uh something i'm always tacking on something at the end but what you see a lot is that you will see a foreign movie uh so they'll make a foreign movie and it'll be really well done and be really well received. And an American studio will see it but like, wow, that's awesome. We want that filmmaker. And they will basically try to pull them away to make American films. And they'll be like, okay, we want you to make it in this style because this is how we like it. It's like, wait, you hired me to make a movie because you liked everything we did. But now you want me to change my entire style. And so when you as an American audience watch one of their movies – then you lose a lot of or have lost a lot of like their style because you're not seeing them in their element. Right. You're seeing them in this new environment. Uh, you know, I love John Woo. Yeah. But like even the movies like Face Off and Broken Arrow and, <laughs> and Hard Target, those don't those don't hold a freaking, not even a whole candle, they don't hold a match to like uh, the Killer or Hard Boiled. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about the same director here, but we're also talking about the the freedom to be able to make right. the movie that you know without having all this other interference there and just the that entire hospital shootout scene in hard boiled right i mean it's what it's like a 20 minute like whole shootout scene with everything that's going on in that and it's non-stop that's amazing 
Jackie Chan talks about that in his uh, in his autobiography too. That like he really prefers making films in China as opposed to Hollywood, because he's like you know in in Hong Kong when you're making movies, you spend weeks shooting the fight scenes, and then you like maybe spend one week shooting the dialogue. He's like in America, you spend a week shooting the fight scene, and you spend multiple weeks doing all the dialogue. He's like, yeah. it sucks. It's not fun. <laughs> Yeah, when I when I saw him speak, uh, he he's kind of said that, but he was talking about uh, he said he's talked about that, but he was saying that you know, and and they're like, okay, so we're gonna do this action scene here, and uh, it's like, or let's go ahead and get the stunt guy in there, and let's get all this all the stuff in here. He's like, what? No, it's like it's just like this, and he goes tick 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 tick, and he does it. And they're like, no, 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 Jackie, get down. No, we can't have you do that. He's like, we gotta come in here, we gotta pray. He's like, no, it's like it's just this simple, this yep. this this and this, and he's like, you guys are wasting way too much time. Um, and I think that's why, um, well, as I remember the story, why Jet Li ended up doing Unleashed, um, which mm-hmm. is then I think Francis called Danny the Dog and uh, uh, Kiss of the Dragon. Yeah. Because he was waiting on America and studios to like, it was like, well, we got another movie and it's going to, you know, it's like, we're getting all together and like, we'll, we'll be ready to do this movie in two years once this director is free. And I think he's like, what? It's like, I got to wait two years to do a movie? Right. And he yeah. was like, no. So, like, next thing you know, he and Luc Besson have these two movies that he does. And, like, in the, while he's waiting on American, like, you know, studios to get some stuff together, like, no, I'm going to crank these two movies out here. Right. And yeah. Unleashed is really good. And I like Kiss of the Dragon. I mean, so. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch Unleashed for a long time. Yeah, Unleashed is cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so, it's, and I, th- it, I think it's another big part of it, too, is also, like, the the way that the studios work you know mm-hmm. it's like it i think foreign studios you know they don't invest as much in their movies as american studios do right but for different reasons right like right. they invest the they invest money into it for what they need as we're in american studios like they they put so much more into like here's all this money that we're putting in there to make sure we got like product placement and this and that and you know all this other kind of stuff i'm like yeah but is all that? Yeah, we're making a movie here, man. I mean, right, ultimately, we're right. making a movie. Just yeah, just let people do their jobs. <laughs> just let people do their things. Yeah, and we've we said this before. Like, just because you make a great, solid product doesn't necessarily mean it's going to sell well. Mm-hmm. But just because you make a cash grab doesn't mean it's going to sell well either. Right. So right. at the end of the day, it's like, do you want to make a solid product that's going to that's going to sell that you know? That if it does sell well, you know, uh, or if it does sell well, you can still stand behind it and say, hey, I made a great solid product. Right. Or do you want to just toss money, you know, into the, the toilet and hope that, you know, like the toilet fairy is going to like make it grow. <laughs> right. Because right. in the end, you're like, okay, I have a solid product here. It didn't do well, but it's still a damn good movie. Or I have this piece of shit here that didn't do well, but hey, look, I got a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I don't want that on my resume. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you, you could still have a legacy with your stuff. Because, you know, I mean, people are still going to be talking about Casablanca 100 years after we're dead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's shit getting made today that, like, people aren't going to be talking about in 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like you, you, you've got the power to, like, make history. You might as well use that power. And, you know, I'm not going um, to badmouth um, Gus Van Zandt. But when you say I'm gonna I'm gonna remake Psycho and I'm gonna do it shot by shot remake of it, mm-hmm. 
then uh, why <laughs> right like right what, what did you gain from that you just like what did you do by making a shot by shot remake of that like and the thing is a studio said yeah that sounds like a good idea let's do that shot like, shot. yeah i'm like okay well what did, what did you really gain from that and who said that that was a good idea but these are the same people that are gonna say oh yeah we're gonna make this movie over here i'm like we're well, gonna do a shot by shot like no we're <laughs> gonna change about a bunch of elements for it you know like I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just whoever. Yeah, it's weird. I will say that I think it was with, with um, it was either the the Grudge or the First Ring where mm-hmm. they they got the actual director that made the the one. They're like, okay, and we want you to do an American version of it, and so we're you know we we've got the actual creator of it doing the American version. I feel like that was Grudge. Um, I could be wrong, but I think that's Grudge. Is that uh, Juwan? I believe so. It's been a long time since I've watched either of those. I, th- I think that's one that's like that's Juwan. Um, yeah, because the other one's Ringu. Right. Yeah, yeah, Ringu yep. and Juwan. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So we've been going a little over an hour. Really? Yep. Wow, I sure can't bitch about stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, no. Um, I, I I thought that I thought that we'd get better laughs out of that, but um, but no, I think I, you know every once in a while we don't do super funny stuff. We just do stuff that we're passionate about. So yeah, and we're both really passionate about movies, especially movies that we find that we think are you know exceptional movies that don't get the kind of attention they deserve. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, there's no reason why some of these movies aren't getting that kind of attention. Right, right, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's 2020, we have the internet, there's like, you, you've got access to pretty much any movie on the planet, you might as well. That's true. Even if you have to liberate it, it's out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not going to tell any on anybody. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit. Man. I don't fucking snitch. The only thing I'm going to say is, if you enjoy the movie, right, then you need to support it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'll liberate a, I'll liberate an album in a minute. And then, but if I, if I listen to the album and I'm like, Hey, this is a really good album. Yep. Then I'll go out and I'll buy myself a copy. Yeah. But if I listen yeah. to him, like this only had one good song and everything was shit. I'm not paying you for nothing. <laughs> Cause you knew, you knew that you made one good song doing me a bunch of shit. And you thought I was going to be stupid to buy the whole album. And guess what? <laughs> Joke's on you. Uh, yeah. So I've been a Comey. And I have been Turk 182. Yeah. Check out some of our other stuff. We're everywhere. Our podcast is everywhere. Yep. And uh, as I mentioned um, in one of the other ones is that uh, you know we're also on uh, Audible. Yeah. So, you know, you can take us with you on Audible. We can, you can put us on your Audible shelf right there next to, um, I don't know, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what you guys read. I mean, shit. <laughs> Secret Garden, uh, you know, like Joy Luck Club, Even the Vine Sisters, the Yaya Brotherhood, Sisterhood, Somebody's Hood. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, like the Secretary's Secret Life. I, 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 don't, I don't know what it is you read, but we could be right there, right next to it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Bye, everybody. Bye. Take care. Have fun. Go watch a movie. All right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.